0: Welcome to Hopeful, Not Helpless, the podcast that aims to empower listeners with hope. By listening to this podcast, you will gain the knowledge and resources you need to take action and make a positive impact in your community. In this episode of Hopeful, Not Helpless, I interviewed three amazing high school students, Chrissy, Nina, and Oju. To raise children as environmental stewards, Chrissy, Nina, and Oju created the book Sheldon, Your Shell. In this story, Sheldon the sea snail and his friends searched the sea to find out why they are facing issues such as their shells cracking. Children dive into the concept of ocean acidification and learn about actions they can do to save ocean animals. This book is available on Amazon and the profits are donated to save our shores. Chrissy Ratnaparki is currently a senior at Notre Dame High School who will continue her passion for art and design in college. She is also a dancer, and in her free time, she loves to play with her cats and rewatch Star Wars many times. Nina Persai is also a senior at Notre Dame High School who hopes to continue her love for the environment by learning more about environmental studies in college. In her spare time, she loves playing sports, reading fantasy novels, and hanging out with her five pets. Ojaswe Chowdhury is also a senior at Notre Dame and is dedicated to save the planet for future generations. She loves to do Indian classical dance, paint her nails, and cuddle with her golden doodle puppy. Thank you so much for coming on today. So the first question is, I just want one of you to tell me a little bit about your project and just why you got started with it, how you got started with it, just the whole story. So anyone who wants to take that.
1: Yeah, okay, I can start. Um, so our school has something called your Senior Service Learning Project. So Oju, Christy, and I all met, um, I think like, maybe like March or April of last year. and. We knew we were really passionate about the environment that was the social justice issue that we wanted to focus on. And so we put our heads together and we're like, okay, what's one topic that really encompasses something that we love and something that's like manageable and we're like, oh, maybe like a children's book and we chose the topic ocean acidification, um, which is an aspect of climate change and we wanted to focus on that because we think that it might be like a little bit overlooked um, when we're taught it, like when we learn about it in school and stuff. Um, So over the summer, we worked really hard on just like different drafts and storyboarding and even like interviewing some elementary school teachers so that we could read to them in the future, which is actually what we've been doing now. And um, yeah, so that's kind of our process so far. If you guys want to add a little bit to that.
2: Yeah, like we, um, over the time, like we wrote a lot of drafts, like we were saying. And so we ended up publishing our book through Amazon. Um, and so like it's available on there now. And it's really cool because we get to like do direct action by talking to all the little kids in the elementary schools, but we also like get to donate our money to a um, organization called Save Our Shores so that's like indirect action and they're very local they like do work in Monterey Bay and Santa Cruz and stuff so it's really cool
0: yeah oh, that it's... is amazing
2: yeah
3: okay, Chrissy did you have something to add um that's pretty You guys pretty much covered it but yeah it's been pretty fun reading to um, elementary schoolers because we've been reading the book and then we have a separate presentation afterwards that like teaches more about the science and they're really having a fun time with that.
0: Wow, that is amazing to have like that impact because I think like you were saying in education, that matters so much. Like what we learn in Notre Dame, especially like the social justice stuff, we're gonna take that with us and that's just gonna shape everything else we do and so it's amazing that at such a young age, people can be educated. That is, ah, that's so amazing. <laughs>
2: okay. Yeah, it's super cool because like, um, like if we teach them about uh, ocean civilization at that age, and then we like, we don't make them heartbroken, you know, we're not like, oh my gosh, it's a, such a terrible issue. You're never going to be able to fix it. We like want them to fall in love with our characters like Sheldon um, this mm-hmm. and like love the ocean and everything. And then um, then they'll be inspired to like protect what they know that they love in the future. And we give them a lot of actions to do
0: too. So like just really simple things that they can do. Yeah, that is really nice. Okay, so what kind of impact were you hoping? This kind of goes off of the last question. What kind of impact were you hoping to have with your book?
1: Yeah, so kind of what Oji was saying, like <clears throat> Chrissy and I learned about ocean acidification junior year when we took environmental science on a field trip at Monterey so if you think about it if we learned about it our junior year in high school and we're teaching kids at such a young age it's going to have an amazing impact like one that's just going to keep growing and growing and growing like this project has turned into so much more than just a project for school we want to inspire the kids to become environmental stewards themselves to grow caring about our planet because Every, that should be everyone's top priority right now as everyone knows but we want to inspire kids to just growing up caring about our planet yeah yeah
3: because I remember when like I don't remember reading a lot of climate change books like I've read a lot of books like uh, children's books that, that are like centered around pollution but like not specifically about like ocean acidification you don't see a lot of those books so we just wanted to like put that out there because like, this is a pretty big issue. And I feel like it doesn't get talked to a lot. So talked about it a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that is, I'm just gonna keep saying this. That's so amazing because I think, especially just thinking about climate change, it's such a huge issue and it's hard to kind of go inside and see all the tiny things that are part of it. And I think it can just be really overwhelming to think about climate change and think about like all the changes that need to be made to combat it. So I think this is really amazing that you've chosen to focus in on one thing and that can have a huge impact.
2: Yeah, and like we um, we also chose to do, make it like children's book because of that reason like at first we were thinking of making a poetry book which would have been so cool and we would have loved to read it we also like had so many ideas of different types of climate change that we would talk about like we were we were gonna make like like, it was it was gonna turn into this really long book about the earth and the sky and the water and everything so we had to narrow it down but like making it like into the the form of like a a story um really helps kids understand such a big concept um in like in the an approachable way. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, that's really nice. Especially, like I was saying before, climate change, huge issue within it. It just seems like there's so much that no one can do anything to help. Mm -hmm. And I think just making it this accessible format is gonna do so much to help. So that is seriously amazing. Thank you. So just like I was saying again, climate change is this really huge issue. So have any of you felt really helpless about it? And how have you overcome those feelings of helplessness to reach this point of
1: taking significant action? Yeah, I definitely think that the mindset sometimes is like, wow, it's so big, like, my personal actions aren't going to make that big of an impact. But that's the mindset that can get us into a trickier situation. Because if everyone starts doing at least something, it's better than one person going to all extremes, like becoming vegan, like doing no, like non-waste products or like just everything. But if everyone like starts to do something simple, then you can build from that. And then you can move forward from that. But I think like I've personally felt like I've barely done anything. Like, I know people who are like doing all these things to combat it. And so, like, that means that they care more than me or something like that. But it, it, that's not how it is. Like, it doesn't matter if you think someone cares more about it. It's an issue that everyone like cares about. And it's, it doesn't matter if like uh, you, you don't think that you don't care as much as someone else because if everyone cares just a little bit, it can make such a huge impact.
2: Yeah, and, like, um, if, like, the goal is that, like, if one person cares a little bit, they spread it on to another person, and they spread it on so that, like, everyone just prioritizes the planet, and then that means that, like, people who are in power who can actually, like, make all the legal measures that we need um, and change all, like, renewable energy and do all of that stuff, they'll notice. They'll be like, okay, yeah, people care about it, so I should do something. Like, I have to do something about it, you know? Like, um like, it is easy to feel helpless, like, we're in a, dr- we, like, we were in a drought for so long, and that's such a huge thing, like, there's really not much we can do to fix something like a drought, but, like, it's about preventing these things in the future, and it's about, like, um like, understanding that something is happening, and just, like, make, like, creating awareness about it, so that mm-hmm. everyone starts to care. Yeah,
3: yeah, I think it's really important for people to, if you work together, I feel like, it changes the mindset a little bit because it's more about like what it's versus what as I as an individual can do versus what we can do and it makes you feel like you're part of something like greater so that's kind of what
0: mm-hmm.
3: what we did here because I don't we definitely I don't think we would have been able to make the book on honor by ourselves that would have been a lot of work and it, it just wouldn't have worked out so I think when if you think about people individuals coming together it's a lot easier for things to happen
0: mm-hmm. now you'll have a huge community that's come together because of your book too. I can bond over that. But that's also really nice. So obviously the name of my podcast is hopeful, not helpless. So it's basically about overcoming those feelings of helpless, helplessness and having hope that you can make a difference. Because if you really, if you don't have hope, you won't take action. If you don't believe things can change, they won't. So what does hope mean to all of you?
2: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like, I feel like um, they tell us, like kids a lot, like they're like, yeah, you can't really do anything. You're too young and stuff. And um, it seems like to us that adults are the only one who, who only ones who can do something. But it's just like, I feel like hope is just like, ignoring all those barriers you know and just believing in yourself and everyone else that like it doesn't matter who you are like what age you are or anything if you care about something then you can do something about it so it's it's like hard to like ignore everything that society puts there but you just you just got to do it if it's something that matters so much like the planet
1: yeah definitely and especially over this past year we know that it's really easy to give in to like being helpless to all the challenges that have come up this year. And like, it's really easy to just kind of say that, Oh, there's too many things. I can't do it. But I think after this year, especially we've learned that we can become resilient from the challenges that we've faced. And it's time to take a step, even if it's a tiny step to just move forward in every simple action that you can do and every little step will lead to something bigger. And so that's the mindset that everyone should have now when they think that they're facing all these challenges or that they're not possible to overcome because every challenge is possible to overcome if you take tiny steps to get there.
3: Yeah, as long as you're, if you think about doing something for something you're passionate about, that's having hope. And as long as you have hope, there's like so many possibilities that for things to happen. And for me personally, I think I see a lot of hope in like, when I draw, because I can basically create anything that I want to see. Like if even if this character that I can make can do like a lot more for the world than I can. So I think that's a lot of hope and like the drawing can spread hope to others for me personally.
0: Yeah, I totally love that. Especially like talk about mindset and just overcoming those societal like kind of expectations that it's hard to take action because it's really not even the smallest actions do add up over time. So yeah, that's really nice. So what brings you hope specifically around climate change? Like, is there any role model that you look up to or any action you've seen being taken that brings you hope that things can change?
3: I do think the mindset around climate change has been changing a lot in the past couple of years. There's just a lot more people talking about it on the internet, on social media, which I think is really important because before, I just don't think people were talking about it that much. and Now, it's, it's a more mainstream topic to talk about, and I think that's good because there's more people that are getting exposed to it, and hopefully it can change the minds of climate change deniers because I feel like there's a lot more people that are listening to the science now, so hopefully they can spread it and we have there's a lot of youth activists in the world right now so I hope hope that our generation will be the ones to change things.
1: Yeah and I think um the another thing that's giving me hope are these kids that we've been reading to. like it's I can't even describe the feeling when they're like oh your book means so much to me like I this is my favorite book in the whole world like if they grow up thinking that then who knows what they can do like that's just I I don't know it's just it makes me really happy to know that it's not a couple people who are taking action now it's it's more than we think like there are a lot of people who are doing what they can to help and these kids
2: like all know they like we do teach them in our book we have like a vocab section so we teach them about carbon dioxide and we teach them about like acidity and stuff like that, but they know what pollution is a lot of the time and they know what a lot of these topics are. So it's cool. Like even if they're not learning about it too much at that age, they still are learning about it. They're still aware about it. And it's really cool. And I remember a moment for us, especially Chrissy, was when this little girl like Drew Sheldon um at the end of our presentation and she showed it to us and it was so adorable. So- and like we even got like um they one of them even sent us this like one class sent us this slideshow and they wrote like thank you notes and they also wrote actions that they would do. Like, I will, I'll pick up trash um, on the beach and stuff like that. It's just really cute to see um, all of these little kids and they just, they're so like, like entranced by our reading. And it's so cool how much we can impact
0: them. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. Yeah, I think everything that you're doing gives me so much hope. You're all so inspiring and in just everything you're doing and all your stories. That is thank, you. thank you. so amazing so did you experience any kind of challenges with this project or like what was the biggest challenge you experienced
2: i think when we started the biggest challenge was like picking a storyline to go off of just because we had so many ideas when we started off like um we like we we had like I was saying before we had like the poetry book which would have been super cool but like um really hard to put together I think um and then like we had a lot of different climate change topics that we wanted to talk about but like the main thing we did to combat that was talking to all those elementary school teachers and um my elementary school had like a specific science teacher so we talked to him and he connected us with this lady named um uh, she's almost about to be Dr. Hannah Joy Warren, but um, she's like a character in her book. She's scientist Hannah, but basically she told us all about, a lot about like science. She studies ocean acidification, um, and so like just talking to them, hearing from the elementary school teachers like what exactly they would need, and then hearing from the science teacher about like um what kids might understand at that age and what they already learn, it just helped to have that point of view and then we were really able to like narrow down our storyline yeah
1: yeah um but sometimes they would give us more ideas and we'd have to be like I <laughs> want to do that, I, to do that. Yeah. It was, I agree it was just like trying to like narrow down like our main idea and figure out which one we wanted to stick to I think that was like the biggest challenge in the beginning
3: yeah there was it was just hard to think about in the beginning because there was a lot of logistical things like you don't normally think about um because we had to we basically created a giant schedule for the entire summer so we had to be very careful planning in order to get it done in the summer and it just it was just a lot to think about in the beginning because it's like oh my gosh we're gonna make a book this is so much but like really if you just split it into smaller tasks everything's right in front of you and it's a lot easier to be done there were just little tiny things that got in our way like um, types of color, types of paper, types of printing that you just don't normally think about. So but if you like tackle each one, everything becomes easier. And if you just spread it out over time, like don't, this is not a project that you can cram. This is, this is a smooth project that you need to spread out, but we, we did it at the end. You yeah it all. and know? like um
2: like Chrissy was saying like the little paper details the printing details I think we just like had to accept at some point that I don't know if we'll have it perfect or not but like we had to order a sample to make sure that it all worked out nicely because it's just like it, it's like um we didn't have like a specific like a a professional publisher or something helping us really so like that would have helped to have like the dimensions of the paper all the trim and margin and bleed so like it was a big learning curve for us understanding all of those little details but um, we did have to accept that like our first versions and first drafts might not exactly turn out how we wanted them to but we just like kept trying yeah
0: Wow, yeah, I love that because I think that totally relates to taking action to combat an issue as well. Your first actions, they may not be perfect, they may not be huge, but you just got to do it. You just got to keep trying. That's when change will happen. Yeah, I love that. So, yeah, what was kind of the publishing process like and getting it on Amazon? Like, that is so cool.
2: Yeah, like Amazon has this really nice publishing thing called KDP. It's like, it's called Kindle Direct Publishing and anyone can use it so you can make your own book and um, publish it like whenever you want. So, um, but like we had to figure out, um, we like, okay. So we put together the whole book on Adobe InDesign. Um, And so we like formatted all our pages, put the text on there and then we uploaded it onto the Amazon KDP thingy. And then they had to like um, approve the book and then we got to order a sample. Um, but yeah, now it's available on Amazon. I think we published it around like the end of September and we sold about, uh, how many is it? Do you guys remember? As of
3: a week and a half, in the, as of two weeks ago, I think it was 148, but I think yeah. it's definitely more now. So was, yeah. we had another presentation after that number. So yeah. we have a couple kids buy it every, after every presentation. Yeah. So probably around 150, yeah.
1: Yeah, and originally we had it on, we like storyboarded it on Google Slides, and then it was just, it was like a hard transition to go to Adobe InDesign. And yeah, but yes,
3: it was a, Oju and I, we had sending a lot of things back and forth (laughs) because I would do it on my sketchbook to procreate to Illustrator back to procreate and to Oju and then Oju back to me and then back to Oju. And then we tested
2: it with some like little kids, too, like we had that we read the book out loud to them and stuff to see like if it would all make sense um, to them. But yeah, there's just so many things that you don't know that you have to think about, like um, when you we have some pages that are like full spread. So when you read them, they should go from like the top to the bottom instead of going like here to like here to make it confusing. Or we have this ocean acidification diagram, and oh my gosh, that took us forever <laughs> to figure out, because it's like, it, we
3: just, it just went in loops and circles, and yep. the science is confusing. Oh my gosh. It was very hard to like design it to put together, that one. And I think we actually did find a mistake in it, but
1: we fixed it. Yeah. It's okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> the nice thing about Amazon Publishing. You can just like upload a new um, manuscript mm-hmm. if you find it. Yeah.
1: I think we're still trying to understand that diagram to this day. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> funny, but I think it's amazing how you had to put in so much hard work, have so much patience, like, and all of it, you're seeing all the results now. So that must be amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah it was really interesting. Like, when we got our first copy, I was like, whoa, it's in. <laughs> but it was yeah. such a cool experience to actually see it in the form of a book, and not just on our, all of our downloaded versions of it.
0: Wow, yeah, that must have been amazing. Okay, so moving on to the last section. How would you advise others at home who are listening to kind of take action? And I know you have a list in your book. So of course, other than buying your book,
1: um, what are some actions that you would recommend they take? Um, I know that my family has been transitioning to composting and towards like using stuff from our own garden. It's a little bit hard right now because it's the winter time, but my dad like set up this like really cool composting bin where you can like plant new vegetables, fruits and vegetables in the bin that you composted like wow. your, your food scraps in. Um, and we got these huge zucchinis from it and you can use them for like anything. And it's a lot healthier than like yeah so I we've been transitioning towards like planting and gardening and composting and that's one of our actions in our book too and I think that that's like a really doable one um that you can just do at your own home Mm
3: -hmm. yeah another one that's very easy to do you don't really have to think about it is actually just changing a brand of sunscreen to sunscreen brands that um don't have ingredients that um harm Uh, coral reefs because a lot of sunscreen brands have their toxic to coral reefs and they can cause coral bleaching so I think the ingredients oxybenzone there's some other ingredients but it's a I know I'm transitioning because I think I have some of the harmful ones so I've been getting new ones and I'm just gonna you know use the harmful ones in the regular day but when I go to the beach I'm gonna use the one safer reef because it's it's really important because this is one of those actions like a little things add up And they can really harm the health of the reefs.
2: And, like, um, during quarantine for these past few months, like, it is true that, like, the planet is, like, recovering a little bit. The thing is, like, as soon as we go back, it's just it I don't know like it just it's scary to think about that like um what it takes for the planet to recover is everyone to be in inside their houses but like it's okay because that just means that you have this time now like you can't look at the earth and be like oh okay yeah it's getting better it's okay like I don't really have to do anything you take this time to like um plan out your actions and change your daily habits so that they can improve the earth so that when we do go back it doesn't go like back to what it was before quarantine like you just it's just important to take the time that you have to like change your daily actions and like Nina was saying like just little things at a time um like even like I know there's things you can do with your laundry I think Nina your mom does stuff with her laundry
1: too right like we try to not use like our dryer we use like a clothesline so we um I think that's what you're talking about I think so. yeah
2: like there's just so many little parts of your daily habits that you should like that you can change and yes it might take like um some time out of your day and some effort to like buy new products and replace what you have but just it's really important to do that because our planet does need it really bad
1: yeah and then one more I think another really really easy action is to just have a conversation with someone about this every day like Mm -hmm. spread is the most important thing that can be done right now and I think that if you just it's it's not hard to go out of your way to just talk to someone about what they can do and if they can spread the word to someone else which is how a lot of people are going to be inspired to take these actions in the future as well so yeah that is so nice
0: okay thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom you're all such an inspiration to me oh my gosh so everyone go out and buy sheldon your shell on amazon thank you for having us thank you for coming on that's it for this episode of hopeful not helpless thank you so much for listening i hope you'll join me again for the next episode and remember You can never be helpless when you have hope.